Hello! Welcome to the Disclaimer! This is the part where I tell you that we are a spoiler-heavy podcast. We will be talking about Wheel of Time. We will be doing it soon after the episodes drop. We will be talking about things from the books. We will be ruining things if you don't want them ruined. So, uh, maybe watch a few more episodes and then come back to us. Uh, Also, just to note, we also are adults here. We speak about things. We're vulgar. It's just the way things are. That's how the wheel weaved it. And uh, on that note, that's the end of the disclaimer. So, hope you enjoy our podcast. Welcome back to Cloudy with the Chance of Ranting, presenting a Wheel of Time. So today, I am back with the lovely Kicker. I am Inazuka, and we will be doing a place of safety. That is episode three. Episode three, a place of safety. Yes. Yes. How are you, Kicker? Tired. Tired. It's been a big week. It's been a very big week. Yes. So, let's get right into it. How are you, though? I'm alright. You are alright? I'm tired. I also have had a big week. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I guess we can delve right in. Dive right in. Okay, so, Nynaeve. Nynaeve. Uh, she's getting dragged by her braid by a trollic. Yeah, so she got dragged by the braid in episode one, and now... We're back in episode three, and she's we're we're catching up with her. Yeah. So she's getting her backstory because what's happened since. Yeah. So what's happened in episode two was at the end of episode two, she was just like, "I have a knife to Lance's throat," and so now we're getting the backstory how she escaped the trollic, and um, kind of found Lan and Moraine. Well, yeah. She uh, so we get. We get her getting dragged by the Trolloc, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who then drops her because he sees another injured Trolloc. He's just like, aww. And he, you think, oh, he's going to go check on his friend. Nope. She, I think she kind of hoped that there was a little bit of humanity in the actual Trolloc grave. Okay. But when she saw that the Trolloc, dis- not dismembered, but disemboweled. Yeah, it started eating the other one. She's just like, well, I'm going to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> good call. Yeah. I'd say that's a good call. So anyway, she starts running and then the troll is just like, hey, fuck. Oh, shit, my prey, fuck. My, my dinner. Yeah. That was that's... just a snack. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, Nani runs and runs and runs and she gets to the pools. Yeah, she finds her way to the sacred pool thingy. Yeah, and she jumps in the pool. Well, not so much jumps, she goes into the pool. Yeah, she, she does she a won- solid hide and seek. Yeah, she was just like, I don't deserve the water to give me away. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was really clever because in, like, you know, think about, like, the Incredibles. Mm. You know, she jumps in the water while she's invisible, but he then knows that she's invisible in the water, so he throws the dirt and finds her immediately. Like, in this situation, because she was smart and she actually decided, no, no, 
I should get into the water slowly so I don't mm. ripple out. Mm. That I just I actually really like that the thought that went into that. Like, you know, yeah. that can easily be something that's missed. Um, so anyway, Trollock comes in, looks around, goes, Where the hell is this woman? And anyway, he's just like, I'm gonna try stabbing the water. And so he tries to stab the water and Nineties is like on the edge going, Fucking go, you dickhead. So anyway, um, the, the Trollic goes, I'm going to go in the water because obviously I'm not stabbing deep enough. Yeah. So anyway, the Trollic's going in the water, stabbing the water. Not very smart, this Trollic, I know. Well, they're, they're not known for their intelligence. No. So anyway, um, Nynaeve sees an opportunity. She's full ninjas. Yeah, she's full ninjas. Like slowly Gra- grabs the, the Trollic's um, sword. Dagger, knife, whatever. Knife. And literally, Trollic turns around and she's just like, Stab! Yeah, she she got very stabby. So she was just like, I have rage. I am so angry right now. I'm going to stab you. And then the Trollic pulls her underwater. Sorry. Put the pen down. I feel like you're going to hit me in the leg. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So, and Trollic pulls her down in the water and then the blood rises... Into the water, and it is a dragon fang. Yes. Which kind of indicates he was like, bad. I don't really human. know. I feel like they just wanted to pull that off. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we can do... A bit, of, a bit of heavy symbology here, you know. This would be fun. Yeah. Let's just do the thing. We, we can do, like, effects on water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure why they did that. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I was ha- I'm always happy to see a dragon fang show up or something of that ilk. Yeah. So So then um pretty much it goes to the titles. Yeah, I think we go straight to the title scene, the title yeah. credits after that. Yeah. So which we also still love. Yeah, still love it. I think it gets I think it's just get every time I watch it it gets better. I, I get like it's sort of like goosebumps because I'm like I'm really excited. Yeah, it's it's um setting the good vibe up for, for where we're going. Exactly. So anyway Speaking of where we're going, we're on our way there, are we? <laughs> What's the, what's what's next? Ho- Isengard. <laughs> We're taking the hobbits to Isengard, apparently. <laughs> okay. Um, so next up, we are back with Lan. Yeah. So, yeah, so we cut sorry. back to where we started. Yeah, exactly. And Lance is just like, "You're not gonna kill me." <laughs> yeah, he's, he's fully like, "Yeah, man, you don't, you're not you ain't got the stones. You're not gonna do it." And then Nineteen's is like stab stab. <laughs> I'm gonna stab you, and he's like, "Oh fuck, she was actually gonna stab me. I'm gonna knock her out." Boop. Yeah, no. I, I, Sorry, that was very like the way glazed he, over. The way he he said it, kind of. You're surprised. He was really shocked. Like it was like, "Oh shit, you you actually went there." Exactly. Okay, well, in that case, I'm just going to boink you on the head with my knife. Because you're very In angry. fact, I'm going to do it with your knife, actually, just to really prove the point. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, any- so, just to make it, I'm going I'm to knock you over the head, but I'm going to use your knife to do it. That's... Yeah, so... <laughs> I'd love that. That yeah. was great. So, anyway, Len does that, and it cuts to... <coughs> per- not Perrin. Um, Matt and Rand. Matt and Rand. So... Matt and Rand are walking along these waste, kind of wasteland yeah, so thing, and it's cold. In the in the background, we can actually see the city of Shadala Golf. Yeah. And so we see how massive it is, and it's a it's big huge. round city. It's a big circle. Yeah. Um, and so we're assuming at this point that they have come from the direction that we're looking in, mm. and I'm I'm guessing 
that's all they've just they've just gone okay we we'll head east because that's where we're supposed to go yeah exactly right so anyway matt and rand are like talking and then matt says like why the hell are we doing this like it's complete three 180 sorry not 360 180 on how last episode last yeah. episode because he's like i'm gonna go with moraine because i have faith in her and now he's just like i have no faith in her me 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 yeah, he's like, why are we doing this? We should go home. And of course, he, he, he's been, you know, he's, he's actually been pretty on board with the whole adventure thing so far. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I, Shadow of the Goth has shaken Matt. Yeah. Whereas Rand has now gone, well, I need to find. No need. Uh, Egwene. Egwene, sorry. We need to, um, and we can't go home because. People will die. So, so yeah, it's a good call. That's a 100%. 180 on the character's yeah. um, point of view or what they want to do. Yeah, um, I, I was sitting there going, huh? <laughs> but... <laughs> so, yeah. That's a really good pick-up, actually. Like, yeah, like so, so Matt says, like, well, I'm cold. Give me your jumper. Oh, no, I think that's a bit later. Oh, on. But it, it, look, it's a continuation of the same scene, so we might as well just go there. It's, so, not, it's not far off. Yeah, so... We just, uh, we just split the scenes between um, the boys and yeah. Egwene and Perrin. Yeah. So we can talk about the, the coat. Yeah, we can talk about the coat a bit later. Oh, no, I was going to say we can just roll right into it. But... Oh, if you want. Yeah, well, you were, you were on the path already, so... So oh. we'll just stick with Random Matt for now. So Random Matt... Yeah. Uh, we, we, we keep walking in... Um, you know, they've said that they're going to go east. They, 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 yeah. Matt, Matt's, you know... To, to go... He's got, ah, oh, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So then... I feel like that Matt just didn't want to be alone. <laughs> It was very much the case, I'd say. Matt, Matt's, <laughs> like I said, he's, I reckon he's really shaken from Shadow of God. So, yeah. Um, so we go a bit further and Matt goes, Hey, uh, hey, Rand, it's cold. Can I, have your, can I have your coat? <laughs> it, honestly, it looks so warm and so comfy. Sturdy two rivers warm. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's designed for the cold. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, um... And like Rand's is like, uh, no. Yeah, and then he gets a bit cheeky too. Yeah, yeah. Um, something about um, the great um, Matt Cole Cawthon. Cawthon, um, getting cold. The man who once took a walk whilst a little chilly. <laughs> so I love that. Like, and Matt and and uh, Matt. First off, Matt's a bit stunned by this um, kind of joke. He's just like. You're funny now. Alright. Well, that's a new wrinkle. And uh, a wrinkle is a particular term. Uh, oh, meaning okay. A, a, a wrinkle in the pattern. Oh. You know, so something's changed. Right. Because I thought, like, smile lines. Yeah, no, it was a... a so, a wrinkle is, like, a, a wrinkle in the pattern. So that's that's something I kind of like. Oh, okay. He said recall. So that's a term that we're going to go with. That'll, yep. that'll come back. Yep. 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 So yeah. So then they uh, then Matt continues to bitch about walking uphill, to which Rand just ignores. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to the top, and um, uh, down there is like a port town. It, there is a. Uh, I think it's a mining town. By the way. Oh. I, think. Uh, I just a, saw water and I was like, was port a, town. Yeah. The ferry. They did mention a ferry boat. Actually. They so, did. So, yeah, so a bit so, of both. Bit of both. both. Let's yeah. go with both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both. Both. Both is good. Both is good. Uh, so, 
So we then have random Matt. We cut we cut away from random Matt for a bit because they're they're kind of they've reached destination. For now. For now, destination uh, A, we'll call it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the name of this town at the point, but. Oh, okay. I, I, I've forgotten it, so I'll remember it when we get back to it. Yeah. Um. So then we go to. No, no, we're gonna go back to Perrin and Egwene. We're going back to Perrin and Egwene. So. So anyway, they're walking along this the similar wasteland, plain lands, and they're cold too. Yeah. So we now know that they have also decided to go. East. East. I'm gonna say kind of east. But uh, their direction has not been consistent. No, and like, but they were like, we're really cold and we need to just bunker down for a little bit and rest. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they they find like a little area which can be quite kind of sheltered from the Yeah, there's a, there's a log or something that provided yeah. shelter, so they so tried to... But they made a little fire and Perrin is like, I'm trying to do the flint thing. Yeah, like spark it with a knife and a, and a stone. Yeah, and um, Egwene's is like, oh, let's see if I can try and use my powers. Because yeah, Perrin's getting like real stressed out. Yeah, because he's just like, I'm, I'm cold. I'm just wanting to get the fire going, and then I think it's more than that. He wants to look after. He him. wants to protect Egwene. Yeah. So making a fire is the number one thing priority right now, and he can't get the job done. So he's yeah. getting more and more stressed because he knows what he needs to do and how to do it. Yeah. Why can't I do it? Yeah. So and he's getting stressed out. Mm. Then you've got Egwene getting stressed out as well because she's watching him do it. Yeah. So she's getting stressed out. And so anyway, she's just like, I'm going to try and see if I can use my powers. Yeah. She, she just has a crack. She's like, well, I might as well try it, right? Mm, mm. So anyway, fire starts. And they blow on it to, you know, stoke it. And parents are just like, I don't know if that was me or you. Yeah. And then casually asks her to channel some food or water. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, if you can do well, this. Well, if you can do fire, you might as well do fruit or water. Yeah. And she, she didn't really deny it. She was just like, yeah, okay. And then, oh yeah, and then they, uh, so they, they they cuddle up because it's cold, and he he kind of wants to hold her to as a protection because they can hear the wolves in the background and yeah, so they got they they've hit the point where they need rest. Yeah, and so anyway, we go back to um not Egwene, um Moraine and Len, and so anyway, <laughs> oh dear. We have an angry little... Uh, uh, not, wait, oh my god. Nynaeve. Nynaeve. Died to a tree. Gagged. <laughs> and looking very, very unhappy. She's very unhappy. She, she's got... She's got like real attitude. And I fucking love it. I love it too. Oh, hello. <laughs> I can't decide to just... Yes, a cat just galloped down the hallway for some reason or whatever. Oh, no, I don't like the sound. I don't like the feel of that. No, no, that could be she's trouble. A, she's always up to no good. So anyway, Lan comes up to Egwene. No, Egwene. Nynaeve. I'm getting these wrong so I don't bad. Know how you keep getting the same one wrong? I don't. <laughs> Last time I kept on set calling Egwene Nynaeve. Yeah, true. Okay, so, so here we sorry, go. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um. So anyway... Nynaeve, tied to a tree, Lan comes over, he offers some water, like takes a gang down, offers some water. He goes, I want you to help Moraine, please. Yeah, and she's kind of like, what's in it for me? 
<laughs> and he goes, nothing. She's the information. If you don't help her, she dies. You don't get answers. Essentially. Yeah, it's kind of a... It's a two-way threat, really, isn't it? They both, yeah. They're both trying to threaten each other. Exactly. He's like, you know, if you don't help her, you'll never see anybody ever again because they'll be lost. Mm. And and she's like, well, if I don't help her, she's going to die. So that's on you, bud. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So anyway. And then she threatens him again. Oh, I missed that again. Wait, no, when she's, she threatens him again and he goes, you know, you're in no position to make demands because she says, I want my answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, it's not a demand, it's a threat. <laughs> straight, oh, that's right. She yeah, straight yeah. up tells him. So anyway, Nynaeve is like, like he releases her from yeah, her bind. They, they, they made a deal. Yeah. And so she gets the herbs and all that kind of jazz uh, to make a paste to help with um, Moraine's wounds. So anyway, Lan's like watching her very carefully. She's just like, oh, we just like, you don't have to like watch everything I do. He's very interested. Yeah, so anyway, um, <clears throat> Nynaeve goes to Moraine and she goes, I have an understanding how... Yeah, I've heard of. Yeah, I've heard of the kind of connection that warders have with Aesodai and this is going to hurt. Pretty much. And then she gets all gooey and squeezes all the pus and everything out. Yeah, and, and like and cleans the wound. Cleans the wound and puts in the... Uh, poultice? The poultice? Poultice? I don't know, whatever that Paste. Is. Paste. Medical goop. So anyway, <laughs> um, Lancers is like, um, you know, watching over it. And like, you can see how um, distressed he is with Moraine as well. Well, yeah, they're very close, like, like yeah. as, as we've seen, so... Yeah, exactly. And anyway, he looks too, like somewhere like out in the forest and I felt like you like kind of sensed well, something. Well that was in the next little bit but no. so so he's they've, they've just put the poultice on. Yeah and he's just like I'm gonna go I think. Uh, no that's that's the next part when they show up again. Oh okay. Sorry I I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, well it's it's this we're now at, because we've split from Shadar Lagoth we've yes. got three different storylines that we're tracking. Yeah. So, so we've got so Ran and Matt. Yep. Perrin and Egwene, and yep. Lan, Moraine, and Nynaeve. Yeah. So, <coughs> so that that's our opening. These are kind of our opening. It's telling us who's where, what they're what they're attempting to achieve, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, vaguely what path they're taking. Yeah. So anyway, we go back to Perrin and Egwene, and so they they they're having a nap. Yeah, they're having a nap. And Perrin is having a dream. Perrin is having a dream. Uh, you know, dreams are powerful and they symbolise things. Yeah, well, you know, Moraine said dreams are more powerful than you realise, so we don't yeah. really know, but we know that there is something definitely going so on. So Perrin walks uh, towards the blacksmith, and I saw the dark one like behind him at the start. The dark one? Maybe not the dark one. Oh no, I'm just, I'm just uh, surprised uh, uh, that was who, what you decided that person was. I, I don't know who that person is. You're just gonna go with the dark one then. Well, eyes like for embers. Yeah. He lo- he looks like a volcano man. Cool. Um, so anyway, um, so so he he's wandering through. He looks out and, and he looks like, back at the bed and says, "Oh, oh, um, 
What's her Layla? Layla's gone, yeah. Oh, he, so he kind of wakes up and he's like, he gets up and there's like a really strong wind blowing and there's a yeah, storm. Yeah, it's like and, storm. Like, so really... And like, so Layla's like, um, she, he, so, sorry, uh. She's always in. She's always in the blacksmiths, like day well, and night. She she's like always yeah, there. We um. So parent parents waking up and walking around. He looks back at Layla at where Layla would be sleeping. Says she's yeah. not there. So then proceeds into the forge. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Sorry. I'm... And then as we're walking, yeah, it's, he, he start his clothes start like it's not inside. It's 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 not inside when he wakes up. But then as he progresses further and further, the storm seems to go inside the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he goes inside or if there's an open part of the forge or something that's supposed to allow that. But mm. um, yeah, I remember his, his clothes are flapping around in the wind. And, yeah, you know everything's kind of rattling and. Mm. And then anyway, he goes gets to the forge and you can see like his partner's legs there or and a wolf. And um, he he sees Layla. Like, like sitting there with the wolf tearing at her guts. Yeah, he's omnomming. He's omnomming, and then uh, Layla looks up, and then the bit, the person that was following him uh, came thing, and then Perrin wakes up. Yeah, it does like full on jump scare for him. Yeah, um, but apparently, like you said, that wolves don't like wolves. Um, wolves don't bad, like anything to do with the dark. Yeah. So. This scene absolutely ninety eight point nine nine percent confirmed. Layla is a dark friend. Yeah. Right. I still maintain that she had her her hammer raised. Mm. I maintain that there was no reason for that. Mm. And now we see her in the dream world, being nommed on by a wolf of all things, mm. and then. Uh, flashy coal eyes. Um, what's his name? Volcano <coughs> I won't, I won't, we'll call him Boca- Volcano Man for now. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. I just I, I know I'll get the name wrong because, but um, yes, very very interesting that bit. I was mm. super convinced when I saw it that she's she's a bad person. So anyway, Perrin wakes up because Nani. Well, no, he gets the jump um, Egwene <coughs> is um shaking. Checking him, and wolves are coming. Yeah, the wolves are close now. So anyway, they're like, "Shit, we're gonna run!" And the wolves chase them, and they're like, "Oh god, what's happening?" And then they keep keep getting chased by these wolves, and then when they get get on the right path, the wolves are just like, "Well, we're gonna stop now." Yeah, like so, the wolves catch them, and then like almost like they're playing a game, just let them don't actually do anything. They just, yeah. They're just like, we've we've been chasing you for days. It's been fun. Uh, we, we, we were just doing it for fun. You know, it, was, it wasn't like, you know, they weren't, it, it was almost like they weren't hunting. Exactly. So anyway, we go, get to, um, we, we're going to go to the same kind of points. With, yeah, we'll try and match up. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll go back to uh, random. Um, so yeah, Perrin and Matt. We're, so Perrin and Egwene, uh, they're just out and the wolves have stopped. That's where we're yeah. going to leave it. Yeah, we're going to leave it there. We'll pick up a bit later with... um. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> Matt and um, Rand uh, walk to this town and they see a guy in a cage 
It's obviously very dead. Very dead. Very dead. Yep. Man in cage is dead. There are there are arrows sticking out of him. It is it is not a healthy lifestyle for him and right now. And they're like, well, this is kind of a warm welcome. Jeez. All right. <laughs> so anyway, they walk through this town and they're like looking around and next thing they hear is a cheer. Hey! And they go, oh, that must be the pub. <laughs> so they go into the pub. They go into the pub. And they go to... As I say, sorry. Yeah, no, go, go. No, no, you go. So anyway, um, they walk into the pub and the bard mate May goes, oh, welcome strangers and... Yeah, hello gents, you know, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and they make their way to the... Um, to the bar and they... Um, Rand goes, hey, have you seen these people? Yeah, he's after saying, ask if anyone else has come in. She says no. You and the glee man. And then in comes the Glee Man. Yes. Oh, but we 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 do have a quick exchange between the barmaid and Random Matt, where they they actually say, "We we we've only got enough for food, not drink. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not here to drink. We're here for food and yeah. potentially lodging." <coughs> yes. So anyway, the Glee Man starts singing this song, and it's eerie. I find it eerie, mm. but it's beautiful. Like he's the vo- who 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 sings. Uh, his name I don't know if he Exal- actually did the singing. Alexander. Alex. Alexandre. Oh, he's French, or French history, French family, or something like that. They look like French names. So anyway, um, his voice. I love his voice. It's gravelly and yeah. Like, kind of, like, grunge. Oh, there we go. The, uh, the name is Breen Spring. There we go. Breen Spring. So we're in Breen Spring now. And we're in the, we're, we're, we're in the Four Kings in Breen Springs. So the Four Kings is a well-known uh, location in the books. Um, I'm Now, I did pick up that this was Four Kings because when they walk into the bar... Yeah, for totem poles. Yeah. So I was like, ah, you know, I see that. Hello there. Um, so that was good. Uh, okay, so we also got to touch on Tom. Yeah, and the mu- the music was really... I Look, I love this kind of music, like, but right. it was kind of eerie and sad and, like, just how it was portrayed and, like, it was made the whole room somber. Yes. So, and then... The bar, bar mistress. I keep forgetting her name. Her name's Dana. Dana. Dana's like, are we going to sit around here sad or are we going to have another round? And everyone's like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the song is called The Man Who Can't Forget. I am pretty damn certain that it's a, a reference directly for the dragon. Reborn. No. The, the dragon. The oh, fir- the, the dragon. The, the first dragon. one. The man who can't forget, you know, okay. because he did some nasty stuff to yeah. all of his peeps. You know, he kind of killed everybody. So, yeah. um, there's that. I, I do feel like there is a deeper meaning to the song, which I won't go into. Uh, that's that's some long-term stuff, guys. Uh, but yeah. I know I said that there will be spoilers, but I'm not going to try. I don't want to spoil everything. Yeah, exactly. It, it's more of, you know, if it's relevant to the current, you know, what we're saying and what we're looking at. Mm. And, you know, I might hint at a few things, but I'm not going to outright throw, drop it. Oh, God, no. 
So anyway, um, Gleeman or the Tom. The Gleeman, whose name is Tom. Yeah. Um, he goes, you know, uh, money for the Gleeman or... Donation for do- the Gleeman? Donation yeah. for the Gleeman. I'm like, I don't think he was very gleeful with his song, so... <laughs> yeah, well, Matt and Matt actually says, you know, no, nah, I'm too depressed for 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 donations or something exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. And then he like pulls out his coin purse and he's just like, huh? And um, it's just like you can't trust anyone around here. And points to the beggar man who's in, um, looking in the background, going, I just stole that bloke's wallet. So where did it go? And <laughs> it, it. So and then, um, Thomas is just like. Donation for the Glee Man. Plus the the fee. <laughs> Plus the life lesson. Plus the fee for the life lesson. And <laughs> Matt's is like, expensive life lesson. <laughs> yeah, Rand, Rand got pretty uppity too, so. Yeah. So anyway, well, they were eating their soup because Donna placed it down. And so, yeah, so they, they, you know, Tom Tom left them with Matt's wallet. <laughs> and and um, they, they, they sat down to have their, their, their soup, soup, basically. And anyway, they're like, oh, well, we need to find some lodgings and let's see what we can do to, you know, see if we can get a free room or, like, work for it. Yeah. So, anyway, they go to Dana and Dana's in the kitchen. If I ever find out what's in that soup, I will probably barf. Yeah, well, I mean, that was, that was a pig's leg, so... There's a pig's trotter. Some, some, some leftover uh, beer, leftover vegetables that yeah, were she on the just, plate. She was throwing stuff in there like it was going out of fashion. Like, yeah, um, she wasn't, and she was. She either knew exactly what she was doing or didn't care. It was one yeah. of the two. I don't <laughs> know if it was a soup or it was just like. I well, I scraps. feel like it was probably just going to end up being like a stew or something like that. Oh. But um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get in there and then. Uh, Matt begins with his charlatan rubbish act of, you know, we throw ourselves at your feet at your mercy. And she just kind of goes, All right, do in. it. Have you seen the floor? <laughs> it's like, yeah, and just like littered with like... And Matt just looks down and goes, I'm not, I'm not kneeling on that. Like, I'm not throwing myself down on that. Shit, poor choice of words. Yeah, and like, then Rand's just like... Rand to the rescue. Um, do you have any jobs that we can do around the thing? Um, uh, we're pretty handy. We just need... You know, in payment, can you just give us some lodgings? Mm. So anyway, she goes, well, well, I do have some jobs around here. Come with me. Let's. Uh, I'll show you what needs to be done. Yeah. In, so, in true tavern owner yeah. uh, st- uh, style, free yeah. work is free work. Yeah, exactly. All I have to do is let these guys sleep here. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't have to give them, like, great accommodations or anything no, like that. No, and they requested outside. Yeah, Exactly. So anyway, she goes to all this big pile of wood. She goes, hey, can you guys chop the wood? We'd really appreciate it. Um, and I'll give you, like, lodgings for the night. Yeah. And I think she said, and food? Yeah, like, it's probably, di- you know, dinner and somewhere to sleep, you know. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. So. so anyway, after that, I don't think, that, I don't think Rand would have, uh, did you see his face? When when she was, like, putting all the stuff in, he's just like, do we just eat that? <laughs> I did not. I didn't yeah. see that. Is he making a face when yeah, she was throwing food yeah, in? Oh, that's, yeah. God, oh, that's oh, gross. Just, I have to go back and watch that. Uh, I'm, I'm just um, saying. So, we go out. We're, we're outside now. And uh, have they made the deal? I think we they made the deal. Um, and immediately, um, Matt, Matt's just Matt like, starts like, having a bitch. He's just, just like, I'm going to go back home. There's people waiting for me. Well, but it was, the way he went about it too was just... 
He's a dick. You know, he's like, well, you were the one that said we were going to work for it, so I'm just going to sit over here and sulk. Is it, it, yeah, yeah. And, and Rand is Matt's best friend. They're best mates, you know. He, those three guys, those three boys are best mates. So Rand immediately goes, he said, well, yeah, come on, man, what's wrong? Yeah. And, and Matt just snaps at him. And Matt's just like, like well, I'm not going to chop wood. You chop wood. I'm going to go inside and see what I can do. And so, <laughs> you should have chopped wood, Matt. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, he got absolutely embarrassed by Dana. That was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Well, he's gone back in and talked to Dana. To, yeah. So basically yeah. say, Ram's got the chopping wood sorted, so I'll do... No, I'm, I'm too good to chop wood. I'll, uh... I'll go in and flirt with her and have a drink with her or something, you know. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't work out the way you planned. No, and so Dan's is just like, well, you could clean the sheets. Rather sleep in them. Um, you can clean the rooms. Yeah, uh, no, it's uh, clean toilets. Oh, clean toilets, clean sheets. Yeah. Um, and then. He's just like, well, back home, I was a horse trainer. I was very well off. And then Dana's like, hey, everyone, this guy's a horse trainer, but he has no horses. And she fully commands the attention of that entire room to roll him. It was, And he was just like, he literally didn't even turn around. He, he looks dead straight while it happened. He didn't turn around. He was just like, if I turn around, I will die of embarrassment. Yes. So anyway... She's just like, well, you know, you can be a waitress. Yeah, be a waitress. And he gets tipped on his first table because they said something snarky and he snarked right back and they liked that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, so it was just like, something about Something about shaving his wife's back, uh, <laughs> I think was, a, I, I, I can't remember the exact line. It was uh, something like, you know, you're too pretty for the mines. Why did you have a shave? And he goes, oh, I lost my razor using it to shave your wife's back or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so, so he's, uh, he's it, I do like Matt. I've always liked Matt. So I'm, I'm happy to see jovial Matt at work, you know, even yeah. even if it is a bit forced. And the fact that the, the guy inside like, gave him a tip, it's just like, aw. It's like, this is how this works, man. If <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, Dana's just is like, you know, if you keep doing that, you know, you can get your, your way back home with the ferry. Yeah. And then, but she goes, but you will have to wait a lot of tables because, you know, you and Randall have to go to get, well, could go together. And he's just like, no, nah, I'm just going to go by myself. Yeah. Which is a bit of a bitch move. <laughs> yeah, he's, an, he's really a sourpuss at this point, Matt. Yeah. He's been a real... He, he, and obviously he wants to get home for his sisters and whatnot. And, and all that, that. look, that's all cool and that, but he will end up risking, you know, everyone else's lives. You know, it's a bit of a dick move, I reckon. So, I'm just, I really don't like that part of Matt. I guess. Yeah. Like right. it's chivalrous, but he's being a real big dick about it. Well, he's. It's. I think it's because his parents are so. Well, useless. Incapable. Yeah, and they don't look well, after them. Well, they were portrayed like that in the series, but not in the books, like no, you no. said. But, um, you know, Rand and that assured him that their families would be over there helping out. And we know that, and based off what we know of the Two Rivers people, that's probably true. Community's big. Small town vibe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, once Matt was gone and he was the one that looked after them and did all the things... Yeah. Other people would have stepped up. 
100%. Yeah, it's a family problem until it's a, a town problem where you've got two girls that are just, you know, probably not being fair, being left out, you know, kind of yeah, yeah, horrible exactly. things. So. so anyway, we go back to Nynaeve, Moraine and Len. Back again. And she's just like checking on um, Moraine and just making sure she's okay. And then Len's like, I've got to go. Well, she's basically saying it's... She's not okay. She's never seen anything like... Yeah, like the poison. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a trollic... It's a trollic poison, so... Yeah. uh, Why would she have ever seen anything like that? No. So, anyway, uh, Lance is like, I'm going to go for a ride because I'm going to... I'm going to go... I'm going to go see if I can find something. Yeah, find something, like find help or something like that. Essentially. So... And that was just like a little scene where... Yeah, uh, just before he left, though... You know, when he was walking away, Nynaeve kind of chased after him. That Yeah, right. Yeah. So, she's just like, wait, hang on, you're going to leave me with her? You don't trust me? Why, like, why, why aren't you, you why? watching my every move? Yeah, exactly like that. And she's just like, and he's just like, well, you know. Gotta do what I gotta do, right? Gotta do it, yeah. Gotta find help, you know? So, anyway, we're going and he's, to... he's pretty, pretty sure she's going to help. Like, he's yeah. pretty confident. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, um... Perrin and Egwene are walking, and then they look back, and the wolves are kind of following them at a distance. Yes, yeah, now now the wolves have stopped chasing and are a hundred percent hurting. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they, we're watching these guys, so they're on the right track. So literally, we are at the point now where <laughs> the wolves have given away their game. They have been pushing Perrin and Egwene in the direction of these tracks. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like. Okay, stupid two legs. <laughs> sort yourselves out. I know you can't run as fast as we can, but come on, hurry up. Yeah. They've now gotten to the point where they don't chase them anymore to run because they know they've chased them for days. So they're, yeah. just, they're just following them and pushing them in a direction of... Tracks. Yeah, they find tracks. Recent, apparently, according to Perrin. Yeah, well, um, apparently two rivers people are really good trackers. It would be a thing because uh, did we discuss this last time that we all, they they basically all grew up foraging from the yeah, land. Yeah, hunters and gatherers. Hunters and gatherers. Yeah. They, they were farmers first and foremost, but you know, Who try doesn't... not to eat your own stock all the time. Yeah. So they go hunting for yeah. rabbits and boids and all kinds of things like that. Deer. I'm sure there was deer. Wars. I think that, I think that it was less and less deer because the wolves started coming down from the mountain and uh, whatnot. But right. so, um, so so food was I think food was a bit scarce as well. But yeah, and like but they're trackers. Yeah, they're, they're hunters. They're yeah, and parents is like oh tracks. Well, you stay here. I'll go and find out who who they are. And Eggwines is like. No, it's fine. You don't need to protect me, parent. I'll be okay. Just let me. I'll go with you. Yeah, and this is again. Perrin just is, feels like he needs to protect her, and he's yeah. trying every time. Like even when they were running from the wolves, he said, "You know, oh, I'll stay back and hold him off, and you keep going." And the green's like, "No, just keep running." You know, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Just keep running. So, so yeah, he's just doing it, and it's it's very much overcompensating. I think the fact that like. Uh, look, he's, he hasn't had time to grieve his wife. Is that? Um, but also, you know... She, well, he's also a monster of a bloke. He is. I think also... But also, on the other hand, they've grown up together. He sees her like a little sister. Or, no, just a sister-sister, sister. I'd say. They're, yeah. they're, they're same age. Oh, yeah, yeah. You did say that. So yeah. they, all, they all grew up together. So they're all, you know, the same age and everything. And 
they yeah. they just they've known each other their whole lives. I mean, if I was spending time running from wolves and doing that, I'd probably be trying to protect someone else, my other person too. Yeah, like it's like a, a platonic like. Love. Yeah, they're very, they, it, they do seem very platonic, yeah, which yeah. I think is great because yeah. I, I don't want to see a relationship bud between these two. That would no, be, that would be, be just upset. detrimental to the series in, on, in a massive way. So Yeah. So anyway, they're walking along these tracks and they come across a fellow. The, the creepy people. Yeah, there's like a group, there's one fellow and then a group of people were behind him and they're like, do you know the sound? The song. The song. And they're like, what the hell are they talking He's talking about, and he's like, "Do you know the song?" And they're like, and they're looking at each other, going, and like no one's really going anywhere. <laughs> like they're asking this question, and they're not given much. <laughs> so, so anyway, the dude goes, "What he said was, um, your no, you, you, you said so. Uh, your welcome warms the spirit as your fires warm the flesh. Yeah, is but we do not know. But the song. we do not know the song." And, and so Egwin Egwin nails it. Yeah, she, and then, she she well she doesn't nail it, but she gets it right. And then Paris is like, I don't know the song. Don't know song. <laughs> big so, big Perrin confused. <laughs> so eloquent Perrin, I'm just like, oh god. And they're like, well, come back to our camp. Yeah. So they 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 basically say, you know, okay, well, come with us. And by the way, you look awful. Yeah. And so they're, they're sitting in this camp and they give them big warm blankets and some warm food, which is so nice. Yeah, so these guys are the Tinkers. Oh, okay. I don't know who Tinkers are. The, so are they, they, they like gypsies or nomads or something like that? They are the seekers of the song. <laughs> oh my god, why? They follow the, the way of the leaf. So these guys are pacifists. Vague. <laughs> I'm just going to say vague. Vague. They're, they're, these guys are the Tinkers. They have uh, a bunch of names. Basically, they are nomadic people. Um, they travel around in their wagons. Uh, they Wa- wear... <laughs> Wagons. Wagons. They have big puppers. I need to have They have dog. many... They, have, they are very, very friendly dog people. Mm. Yeah, mm. and they practice what is called the way of the leaf. Uh, no, no. If look, I'm just not going to go into that. But um, yeah, we meet uh, we meet kind of our main main little group of tinkers. Um, and uh, the young man there is Aram. We'll be seeing more of him. And then the older woman is Ola. Uh, so Reen and uh, I- Ila, I think they Reen Reen and Ila. Now they're they're. These, these, this family uh, will in the books they they uh, they do feature quite a bit. Oh, cool! Um, oh, nice to see them again. The Tinkers have a fascinating history, um, as do most. So everything is really steeped in lore. You've oh, really okay. got to you've got to accept that there's just a lot of backstory to everything. Yeah. So the Tinkers are brightly coloured. They love playing music and dancing. And they come to people's villages... Pretty much like and, gypsies. And fix stuff. Yeah, a bit like gypsies. But like Aram says, you know, we're tinkers, we steal your gold and children. Oh. <laughs> they get blamed for everything because... Then they're not they're part not, of the community. They're not locals, so yeah, they yeah. get blamed. So they're... And, and, and Reen says, you know, a poorly earned, you know... But the children one is because people run away to join the... Like the tinkers, like joining the circus. Oh, 
right. So people okay. run away to join the Tinkers. So it's kind of a thing. Oh, because they're such wonderful people. Oh, they're cool they're people. pacifists. They travel around. They they they're fix a, things. They, and... They're nice. Mm. And they don't, and they try, and they do try, tend to convince, try to convince people to practice the way of the leaf. Oh, right. And in this initial meeting in the books, they did exactly that. Oh, right. They said, you know, to Perrin, you know, what's what's with that axe? And he's like, need protection. And they're like, we don't believe that. You know, if mm. the wheel wills, it's your time. It's your time to fall. So the way of the leaf oh, is God. the. Um, when the leaf, when it's autumn and it's time for the leaf to fall, it's just it's time. Oh, that's really cool concept, I guess. Yeah, well, that's just too, so that's a basic idea of who the Tinkers are. So they're good people. We like the Tinkers. Okay. Um. So next we've got um back to Rand and chopping wood. And so Rand and he's chopped quite a bit of wood. Yeah, like been a busy enough, boy. <laughs> enough for the winter and then some apparently. And then some. And Dan's is like, oh. You, you know you can stop, right? Yeah, I, I let uh, Matt off an hour ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, well, oh, I can stop if you want me to, but I can keep working if you want me to. I can do this whole pile of wood if you want. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 let me take you to your lodgings. Yeah. And so um, Dana goes, look, you, um, you should be pretty safe here. It's It's pretty warm. Yeah, you, know, you won't be out. You won't be heard. It's um, you know, the door's pretty solid. And... <coughs> yeah, and you know, when you and Matt want to get down and dirty, no one will. Uh, no one will hear. <laughs> That's right. And then <laughs> Rand is like, "Oh no, we're not. We're not like that." Yeah, and I, I, I gotta say, I really love this interaction though, because because she was just like, you know, that's cool. You guys do you. I don't really care. And he, mm. and Rand's just like, not with Matt. Like he, he he doesn't he just says you know well, well me and Matt aren't a thing he didn't he didn't go like oh you know I'm not I'm not like that he just said well no 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 me and Matt aren't together yeah and then she's like oh you know it's none of my business and he goes oh, no if I wanted a man I could do better than Matt <laughs> you know exactly yeah and I had a good laugh about that because I've I've probably said something similar in my lifetime about one of my friends so you know people because you've called him my boyfriend before one of my best friends oh yeah so and I just said you know if he was honestly if I was going to swing that way I'd do way better than that yeah 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 you know who you are yeah if you're hearing this you know who you are um so anyway Dana's is like here have a drink and then she goes well I'm going to get back to work and parent not parent um Randis is like well why don't you have a drink with me yeah. He's being nice. He's like, come and have a drink with me. Well, you know, I'll have a drink with you. Yeah, I don't, I'd rather have a drink with you than with Matt at this point. Well, yeah, because Matt's been... Because <coughs> Matt's been a bloody sook, yeah. Sook. So, anyway, they're like, oh, he's just like, all right. Uh, sorry, she's like, all right, yep, sure, why not? And then we cut to... Land on land. a mountain. He's on a mountain, and in the distance, he can see red tents. Red tents, yes, we see red. Was it, was it one big red tent? Or I don't know. It was, he saw red tents. Yeah. And so, anyway, he goes, that's good. Good, yes. Red tents are good. White tents are bad. Yeah. It would seem that the colour of the tent is going to be uh, very important going forward. If, if you see a white tent, turn around. If you see a red tent, yeah, you're right. You're probably not going to be good there. Mm. You probably want to hang out for a yellow tent. That's mm. the safe one. 
So anyway, um, we go back to Moraine and um, Nynaeve and Nynaeve's tending to her wounds still and making sure that everything's kind of healing or, you know, the, the just, place is kind of working and... Yeah, just checking on her and making... Yeah. And um, Moraine's just like whispering things. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't kind of catch. What I believe saying. she said Swain. Swain. It's it, it's an. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. It's a oh, name. Right. And because she whispered it so much, like I I didn't pick up on how it's pronounced properly either. So I don't right. want to say it too much. But yeah. Um. They are. Uh, yeah, you know, they knew it. They know each other. There are. Uh, it's an old relationship. Yeah. Not sure how well it is going at this point, but it is an old relationship. Yeah, and then we. And then Lan Lan rolls back in. Yeah, and he's kind of like you know. I found what what we're looking for. Yeah. And did, can we can we move her basically? I think. Yeah, pretty pretty much, and I think that they they pack up and yeah. Yeah, and one thing I did seem to notice was that as Lan came back. You know, Moraine seemed to perk up a bit. Like, when he rode off, yeah. she was passing out, and then she was kind of waking up. She was a little lucid, and then when he came back, she she immediately, like, opened her eyes and smiled, because that's kind of a thing with the with the warding, um, mm. with the water bond, bond as well, is distance is a factor. Oh, wow. So if you really, really, really want to numb the feelings, you go to the other end of the planet. <laughs> right. Or as far as you can go. Yeah. This, this technique will be tried. It, it may be effective. It may be not be effective. Yes. Uh, varying levels. Um, so anyway, we go back to the... Uh, uh, brain spring. Brain spring. And Matt's standing there staring at the dead body. In the cage. In the cage. And we're like, what are you going to do? No, we know what you're going to do. <laughs> Um, so he had every intention to rob the dead man. Yes. And that's not okay. I, I feel it's not okay. It's, it's a dignity thing. I've been strung up for weeks at this point. I think it's well, well, well past a dignity thing. But Matt is a desperate man. Yeah. So anyway, um, he, met, he starts staring at him and then next thing... Is the glee man Tom, um, kind of goes, "What are you doing there, boy?" Yeah. And <laughs> um, Matt kind of jumps out of his skin. He's just like, "What are you doing, old and, man?" Yeah, immediately pulls his dagger. Yeah. And Tom had two daggers because mm. he slipped it out of his sleeve, which is a classic Tom move. Tom loves a bit of showmanship, so of yeah. course, whenever he produces a knife, it's with a flourish, it's well recorded. Um, Man of the drama. <laughs> oh yeah, so Tom is Tom is the king of drama. He's uh, he is a gleeman. That's what he does. Yes. So then, uh, yeah, they have an initial little exchange where they both, you know, threaten each other. Yeah. And um, you know, Matt says, "Oh, oh yeah, I haven't survived Trollocs to get killed by a singer." And then he's like, "Oh, you've seen Trollocs, right?" Yeah. Tom was like, "How have you from the? How has someone from the Two Rivers seen a Trolloc?" And Matt's is like, "What the fuck? How do you know where I've been? Where I am? <laughs> or who I am? Where I'm from. from? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he uh, 
he basically says, well, dude, you know, you you have a lot of tells. Mm. You know, your clothing, your accent, your, your attitude, your... Stubbornness. Your asinine attitude and your insane stubbornness. Mm. Uh, mm. And Matt kind of goes, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you know, you know. And then Gleamers is like, so what are you doing here? And Matt says, like, I'm desperate. I need money. I was going to just see if he had any money. Yeah, it's not like he needs it, right? Exactly. So anyway, he goes, Gleamers is just like, Help me get him down. Yeah, and they... And um, we'll bury him. Yeah, they get him down and he said, you know, well... If you're going to rob him, might yeah, as well bury him. Yeah, he basically says, you know, everyone has desperate moments. Yeah. Tell me when you're done. And he turns his back and Matt starts to peel for the body. Yeah. And he goes through a couple of things. He finds a little gemstone. Yep. And... A pouch. Uh, a little stone dog. That's right, yeah. Which would mean that this is our friend from with the red hair, because he said the yeah the red the red hair is an he's an eel. What's an eel? It's a people. Uh, like a race. Yeah, no, like a, yeah, it's a race a culture. Uh, they're a people. They live. Uh, they don't live on the same like side of the mountains as like everybody else. They live on this other side in a place yeah. called the Eel Waste. Oh right, okay. So, seeing one on this side of the mountains is rare. And yep. that's just as much as Tom says. And so he says, you know, that hair colour is rare to see on this side of the mountains. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we... And then we get Matt apologising to the aisle. To that aisle. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I'm sorry for doing this, but I have people that need me. Yeah. So, once again, Matt is... He's, he is focused on getting home to to, to protect his sisters. Yeah, that's yeah. his that's his main goal. Yeah. So yeah, we get there, and then and then yeah, Tom Tom says, "Well, you know, if you're gonna rob him, bury him." Yeah, exactly. And then we're going back to Ran and Dana. Yeah, so we so we went back to Rand and, and Dana. I think now just I want to think about this for a second. Did we go straight back to Rand or Dana, or did we have the conversation where he said, don't end up in a cage first? Probably don't, yeah. Oh, he told him, they told the story. No, that was later. He told the story of how... Yes, he told the story of... How the guy died. Yeah, he got murdered, basically, because... He's different. But how did he know that? How did Tom know that it was murder? Because he didn't have his face mask up. Because he wasn't veiled. That's right. So a black veiled ale... Uh, sorry, a black veiled ale... I'm going to keep saying this wrong because I had it in my brain for the longest time that it was that. Um, the A black veiled ale is... They're going to kill you. Yeah. If you see one, right. they're, they're ready to dance the spears and they're going to probably dance one right into your chest. Charming. Yeah, that's how they operate. Yeah. Uh, the ale are very dangerous... Uh, they are not bad people, but they are very dangerous. Mm. Do not mess with the Aeol. We'll learn more about that later. Fair, fair. Yeah. So, anyway, the fact that he was not veiled, you know, and he died... Meant that he was he was doing something else, or he was being peaceful on a peaceful, like, walk. Yeah. Or, you know, doing whatever he was doing, and wasn't 
intending to hurt or harm anybody. Exactly. So the fact that he got murdered, you know... And shot with arrows meant that... He was... They probably didn't even get close to him. They just shot him from a distance without even saying hello. And they did it out of, I reckon they did it out of fear. fear. People fear what they don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, we're going to Donna and Rand. And they're having a great time in the... They're having a little chat in their room. Yeah, in, yeah. In the room that she's given Rand and Matt. Yeah, and she's just like, well, you know... Um, God, I can't think. Oh, uh, well, they basically have a little chat about, like... Home. Where, where would you want to go? Why would you want to do things? So this is happening at the same time that... They're having this chat at the same time that Matt and Tom are having their little... Uh, bur- Power. Their burial. Yeah. Um, so we, we have a conversation here about what the wheel allows, which is a really strange thing, because it's kind of saying, you know, this is just the hand that life has dealt with. Yeah. And, you know, she's obviously thought about it quite a bit, whereas Rand hasn't. Hmm. So he talks about trying to... Not thinking about it before and always trying to do the, you know, do what he does right and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. And we also get uh, a little... Should they have the conversation about, like, why haven't you gone to see these things or what would you yeah. like to see? Yeah, exactly. And so she reels off a bunch of names. Yeah. Big names. Mm-hmm. Ogier Steading. Oh my god, I cannot wait to see an Ogier skit. I can't wait to see an Ogier, okay? Like, Loyal is going to be, I think that's how you pronounce it, is going to be sick. But I love their culture. I love the way they operate. I want to see some tufted ears doing some, like, twitching. Um, these, okay. Is it ears or eyebrows? I can't remember. It's going to be great. Okay. The, Ogier, uh, they're a different race again. Uh, they're known as the Builders. So, oh. these guys are like, I mean, I just, I can't wait. I'm really excited about the okay, idea. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the Stone of Tear was another one that she dropped. Okay. The Stone of Tear is a big deal again. Oh, is that the symbolism again? No, that's an actual place. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like an impenetrable fortress. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's a big deal. Um, and then, again, super relevant to the story. Mm. Um, a lot happens in Tear. And um, so anyway, she tries to snog him. Yeah, and then she tries to snog him. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, I'm uh, sorry. It doesn't work. No, he pulled out. He yeah, was he's like, no, 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 no. Because I reckon he's still like really into Egg Wayne. Yeah. He's massively into Egg Wayne. So, and then he go, and then she goes, oh, I'm sorry that I've put my hair in a braid to make me look like her. Well, she kind of... Leads into it, doesn't she? She goes, yeah. oh, you know, uh, uh, well, I came on too hard. Yeah. It's the braid. It was the hair, wasn't it? And he goes, what? 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 What do you mean the hair? No, and was I look too much like her. And he goes, huh? And she's an egg white. And she, he's just like, but how the fuck do yeah, you know she, her yeah, name? She gets up and she locks the door. Like, you think she's going to leave, but she locks the door, drops Egwene's name. And... And then goes... Rand kind of goes, okay, my guard's real up now. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know who pulled the knife first, but she got his sword, which is the important part. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who had the weapons. I don't know. But I, all I know is I haven't, I haven't really studied this little en- engagement much because it was so fast. Mm. Um, but she got the sword first. which And she locked the door. Mm. And she said, now all we have to do is wait. 
for Matt. For Matt. Yeah. And then we go back to Matt, who is still... He's finished his burial. Yeah. The Aiel is covered in stones. And um, Gleeman had a few things to say. Tom said... Now, do you remember what he said exactly? I do. Uh, no, I don't. It was that, may your spirit find water, shade, water and shade. And that's yeah. a big deal for the Aiel. Aiel, because the Aiel waste is effectively a big-ass desert. Ah. So, and as I said before, I believe they had, it, it's been said quite clearly that he had red hair. That was made very obvious. Mm-hmm. So no spoilers here. <coughs> Rangers in the desert. <laughs> so you can't call them Rangers. Redhead, redheads in the desert. Is not a good plan. I know many red. Fair. I know many redheads. <laughs> they do not like the sun. There is a reason these guys cover themselves up in tons of cloth. You know, it's just. It's the, like sun. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah ah. It's it's hot, but I can't cover up. I have to cover everything, or else I'll burn. <laughs> so redheads in the desert is just a. I feel like it's a. It was a bad cultural move for these guys. So anyway. Um, they're like, well, you know, now that he's buried and everything, you know, Matt's just like... Yeah, they introduce themselves. Can I themselves? have my pouch back? Yeah. And he's, he's like, as a gleam, this is like, alright. Sure, yep, okay, fine. well, we know each other now, so I'll give it back. So, anyway, it goes back to... Well, uh, well Matt had already nicked it back off him, though. No. Did you miss that, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, he said, um, he goes, oh, well, can I have my money back then? And he goes, yeah, all right. And he goes to reach into his pocket and it's not there. And Matt goes, jingle, jingle. Oh. And he goes, oh, yeah, well, I see, I see you've deprived me the, um, the pleasure, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And he says, you know, Matt, don't end up in a cage one day, you silly bastard. Yeah, yeah. And Matt decides, well, that's been a lovely evening of bearing a random... Burying a random person, so I, I better will, go and see. I will probably go back and get some sleep. Yeah. So meanwhile, Rand is still in Zarum, and he, it's pretty much like a, a a person being cornered, really. Yeah, he's fight or flight. Yeah, and he's just like in full flight mode now. He tried the fighting; it didn't work. He lost the sword. Yes. And he's in full flight mode. So. So anyway, she's just like. Um, I left the door. The lock door is reinforced. It's made of ironwood, so it's like really strong. And Randis is like, "Well, I'm a big boy. I might as well try it, right?" And after the what, the fourth go? Three, or the, uh, no, three or four goes. He breaks the door, and <laughs> Dance is like, "What the hell?" Now, again, I'm not a. I'm I'm reasonably confident that when he took down that door. He didn't break the door. He broke the edges of what was around the oh. door. So, also, that door was supposed to stop three men who were, like, if, if there was three of them doing it, mm. they shouldn't have been able to do that. Right. She says as much. Mm. Mm. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Hmm. It's like your superpowers. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, he's running through town. So she's he, running through town. Yeah. And then all. Uh, Rand runs into Matt, who's just casually strolling back having a, after having his lovely evening. <laughs> With the Gleeman. <laughs> With the Gleeman. 
Um, and it runs into Matt and goes, Rand hits him in the street and goes, Ah, run! <laughs> and Matt's like, what have you done? He goes, who cares? She's got my sword. <laughs> he goes, who? Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. So they, they, they just take off. They're like, yeah, nah, none of that. Let's get the flip out of here. So anyway, Darling catches up with them. Oh, it's her town. She knows the back roads. Yeah. And she's just like, she's just like, I'm here to take you to the dark one. She is a self-confessed dark friend. Yeah, she's she ain't no friend. She's she, a fiend. She, yeah, I always thought it was. I, there was another one that I had to kind of rephrase in my brain because I read it for years earlier. I think my first, the whole reading that I read the first time, I read it as um, dark fiend. Yeah, I always thought that was a bit more appropriate because you know you're a, a fiend. Yeah, and you yeah, work yeah. for the dark, dark yeah. fiend. And dark then fiend. I was like, oh wait, no, that's friend. Yep, dark friend. Okay, uh, stupid me. Uh, so anyway, she she self confesses. She name drops. Ishamel. 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 Yeah. And he is one of the forsaken. And then she's just like, and he's coming. No, 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 no. She called her an eyeless. So she called a fade. Oh right. Okay. So she's some now. Yeah. Somehow she has called a fade in the time it's taken for them to arrive in the morning and get to this point in the evening i do not know how this how this works i'm assuming there's like a dream thing that they could do i don't actually get it telepathic there's there's some well the the dark one does a lot of work in people's brains so yeah you know it could could be such a thing as like you know um the carrion eaters um are the eyes of the dark one so i was gonna say Carrier pigeon. Carrier pigeon. No, <laughs> carrion eaters. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, she's just like, I'm going to take you there. And and she's rambling on about like mm. uh, the wheel. Yes. And this was really important about our conversation before. She spent a lot of time thinking about this. Mm. And there's a reason for that. Because she thinks the best way to stop all the suffering in the world is to take her to the... Oh. Is to break the wheel. Yeah. Stop is. everything. Well, that's... Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a... Well, maybe we should just, like, blow up the world. That'll just <laughs> solve all of its problems. Um, uh, this and, is the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, she's ranting and raving and giving them life lessons about, mm. you know, how good the Dark One is and the, how bad the Aes Sedai are. The neck minute... Dagger goes through his throat. <laughs> yeah, she did. She is 100% a, dead. A dagger has flown right out of nowhere and hit her square in the back of the neck and come out the front of her throat. She is very dead. D-E-D dead. D-E-D dead. And so and we look to the distance and there is the glee man. Once again, Tom, Tom has shown up, flourished a knife, and gone colablamo. They, the boys freak out. And they're like, uh, and he's like, guys, run. Yeah, he was like, did you not just listen to what she said? Run. You're a, you know, but she's a dark friend. Don't worry about killing her. She's a dark friend. Just get out of here. Yeah. And then they meet Rand, who doesn't know Tom apart from his first encounter with him, where he got they got robbed. Yeah. Goes, we're not going anywhere with you. You, you're an asshole. And Matt's just like, no. Matt goes, well, which way are you going? He goes, east and fast. 
And yes, well, we'll go with you. Well, in a, in, a, in a strange turn of events, Matt's just decided the best place to be is not here. So East is good. Anything is good, but East is good because that's the way Rand wanted to go anyway. Matt would have gone anywhere. Yeah. I feel. Matt would have, if he had said any direction, he would have gone, yep, done, I'm out. Yeah. But Rand wanted to go East, so that works well for both of them. Exactly. And so, anyway... So, she bleeds out into the ground, into the little pool of water. Yep, and Rand uh, picks up his sword. Yes, now, I want to talk about this, because I did... I have concerns for Rand's Two Rivers coat. Where's his coat? Where's his coat? He's not wearing his sturdy Two Rivers, two rivers wool. Oh, that's just... No, so, that's not on. Uh, no, I, I'm worried for the coat. I'm hoping... That it is a uh, continuity error and they'll fix it. But um, also, I don't want that because like well, that we'll means, have to wait for episode four. Won't that we? means you're a terrible. You've, you've really mucked up. There is a continuity person on most um, productions, and so if you're, I'm, I'm just hoping that this is an intentional move. I suspect it will be. Yeah. I feel like we will be passing a farm at some point where new clothes will be gained. Right. Or I could be completely wrong and. Uh, that won't happen at all, and we'll yeah. just go somewhere else and buy buy a coat. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but we'd be the same. Well, well, I mean, you know, there is a very minor character that uh, is appears in this location, and then she shows back up later, and then she's kind of like a meh. So anyway, we go back to Moraine and Glenn and Nynaeve, and they hey. they've been travelling southwest. They've been travelling for uh, I quote three and a half hours. And Nynaeve getting like, oh, why are we travelling so long in this direction? Yeah, well, why are we even going this way? Because... Next minute. I said I show up. Now, yes, it was, it, One, count them four. Two, three, four. Four have shown up in clear um, sight. Yeah. So we've got two reds, two greens. And so, anyway, uh, Lance is like, hey, Moraine, we need you. And Moraine kind of becomes a bit more conscious. Yeah, she kind of... Builds up her strength to try and interact. I would I would be guessing that she embraced the true source. The um, the one power that would be... Uh, that does assist you in that kind of thing. So anyway, she goes... Um, the red... Um, I Sedai goes... Moraine, I Sedai. No, Moraine Sedai. Yep. Yeah. And then... Moraine says is like um Leandrine. Leandrine um Aes Sedai. Uh sorry, Sedai. Mm. Uh, well you Aes Sedai is like, you know, the fool. Yeah, but Sedai is an honorific thing. Yeah, I, I, I think they do call each other that their fool like thing is like Moraine Aes Sedai. So anyway, Moraine is like feeling like really like crap and then this I was gonna say bitch, but this woman. Wait, is how, where, where, why is she a bitch? I, I just feel like she has a lot. She's cocky. Well, she is the woman from from the opening scene. Yes. Who and said she's the like, powers? I have from... found the dragon reborn. Your mission. You don't have she, well, a mission she anymore. She doesn't know what her mission is. Oh, well. they, they don't talk about it, but reds hunt. Reds hunt men. That's what they do. So she's obviously like, I have done my job. And exactly. I've, and I've got one that's calling himself the Dragon Reborn. Yeah, and she's and so she's pretty smug. She's pretty smug. Yeah, she she she's lost. It's like I'm pretty proud of myself as well. So anyway, out, out comes this carriage with like a whole group of people, and there's this guy that, that the first 
scene of Wheel of Time in the cage. So yes, this is a new character. This is a new person in a cage. His name is Logan. So anyway, we'll see. A, a, look, I'm not even. I'm not even going to speak about Logan. Uh, him in the cage, looking every bit a king, was. It was exceptional. I love that execution. I, I think he, if just based off the way he he looked, he looked. He looked like he knew he was powerful, and he should be. Yeah. So yeah. that he is a confident man. You know that you're a confident man when you declare yourself to be the Dragon Reborn. It's kind of a big deal. Mm. Mm. So. But I think Marine's not really convinced. She doesn't look convinced, but she could be also like, "I'm hurting so much." I'm. Yeah, really I just tired. need a rest. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but it's a good thing that they've caught up with the Ice and I because now Marine can get healed. Because she can't heal herself. Yes. I don't think we've really explained this. Yeah, well, we. this is the reason why we're in this situation. It's because, like she said, I can't heal this wound. I can't heal myself. Yeah, um, but I can heal others. Yes, so finding... So Lan, obviously, when he went on his little scouting mission, was looking for a sister. Yeah. Any sister. Because yeah. he is desperate. Now, I would suggest that under normal circumstances, if he had have seen a red tent, they would have gone in a different direction. Oh, right. She operates on a different... She she works differently to how the Reds operate. That's just... Right. Like there, like I said, it's very factional. But uh, the, but when you see in the cage, you can see a green and a, uh, a muscle yellow. I, I believe they were greens. Um, I'm not confident. Oh, okay. I, I, honestly, it's, it's kind of hard to see, I thought. Um, um, just so, like, so I, if you, you're really picking for details, like in the background, I couldn't really... So your green um, isolates like your um, fighters. The battle ajar. Yeah. Not so much like the rangers or anything like that. Reds. Reds. Reds are, reds are like I said, they... They they they, 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 they want to stop the world from having another breaking. That is yeah. their... So they're, they're... um. That's their mission. Yeah. What's that word? It's not, it's not magnum opus. Like, their main mission in life. Like, the... Oh, prime directive, if yeah, you will. Yeah, prime directive. Their prime directive for the Reds is to stop the world from breaking again. I believe yeah. the Greens' prime directive is to prepare for the final battle. Yeah. Tarman Gaidon. I think that's how, it, again, I'm making that one up because no one said it yet. So I'm just going to roll with that. And uh, the Blues Prime Directive is the cause. Mm. I, I think. It, it, do, it doesn't work the same way for every Ajar. Yeah, but it, every Ajar <laughs> has their Prime Directive. Effectively, yeah. yeah. Like there's a kind of a. If you, you choose your Ajar. I will you be can, green. I will be can, green. So you don't directly choose. I think you have to like nominate to the people who run the Ajar and then they just they basically accept anybody that wants to choose there. Well, I'll be green. Yeah, so the green the greens are yeah, they're pretty badass. I am down to fight. Yeah. And fuck apparently. <laughs> Which greens are apparently very good at. And that kind of finishes off the actual episode. So that is episode three, A Place of Safety, which we now know is a freaking lie if you're Matt and Rand. Yeah. Apparently, but if you're Egwene and Perrin, things are all good. Exactly. So uh, next episode is called The Dragon Reborn. So I'm very excited because we might find out who the actual Dragon Reborn is. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they dropped it this early, but um, okay. I would believe it's a bit more about the false dragon. 
Or all the false dragon reborns. Well, obviously, we've got one just rolled in in a cage. So yeah. Now, I say false dragon because they all... Anyone that has ever come out and, and called themselves the dragon reborn is then labelled as a false dragon, past tense. Oh, Because right. they are all not the dragon. There are steps that must be taken. I'm wondering if this will come up soon. But steps must be taken, prophecy, etc. Oh, okay. I did not know that. No, and it's not so much of a prophecy. It's just uh, some stuff. I, look, I don't want to go into it. It may, it may come up in the next episode. Yeah. We're still very early on. Um, we don't so want to ruin it for anyone. The, the name of this is called the Corinthian Cycle. I, or some Again... No one said it. Until people say it, I'm going to say it wrong or however I think it's pronounced, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just going to stop apologising when I'm attempting things that no one's actually said mm. yet. Mm. Uh, so, on that note, it has been lovely doing another episode with you, dear. It's been lovely doing another episode with you, dear, and with you guys. And with all of you lovely listeners out there, uh, well, we will be back very soon for the Dragon Reborn episode. Yes. Ah, uh, God, I hope there's so many things in this one. Like, we're getting we're getting to the point now where stuff should just start happening. Yeah, I'm really excited. And, like, I'm, I'm waiting for, like, those moments now where where it a big event could, could occur mm. at any given point. Mm. So we're getting closer to those kind of moments. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And, like, I would love to just even meet some more... Uh, I just like to go to different places in this world. Like I just, yeah. I'm really like, I'm really excited to see where we end up at the end of the next episode. I'm very excited too. Um, so that's it for me. What about um, you? That's it for me. Uh, have a lovely day, evening, whatever it is that you're doing right now. Time zone. <laughs> have a lovely time zone. Yes. <laughs> Such a good and uh, we'll talk to you guys very damn soon. Bye. Bye. Hi. I hope you like our podcast. You can find us on social media. On Twitter at Cloudy Wakor, that is W A C O R. You can also find us on Instagram, cloudy.wakor, and also email us with your thoughts and theories uh, to the Cloudy or Cloudy we have. Uh, so the C O U D Y Wakor at gmail.com. Uh, we do have some more episodes coming out weekly, and I hope uh, we he- hear from you guys very soon. Thanks, guys.